Hello, everyone. Howdy. I'm Alan. I'm Brent. And we're back with AB testing one more time. I'm Brent. I'm Alan. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, one more. Oh, we're back for one more episode. One I more, get it. Yeah, one more <laughs> episode. We are episode 77, uh, pair of sevens, double sevens. You can't roll those on dice unless there's two eight-sided dice or more. Or ten. Yeah. 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 Uh, we are the podcast about things like software quality, software testing, modern testing, agile, organizational change, random stuff, squirrels, and what else, Brent? It's mostly the squirrels. Mostly squirrels. Yep. Yeah. Yep. How you been, Brent? Oh, uh, it's been a rough week. Uh, how about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, all my weeks are good. Uh, I went yeah. skiing last week at Whistler. Had a great time. Uh, home this week. Working away. Uh, working away next week. Working away the next week, but working from Brighton while I go to Test Bash. Yes. Uh, where in the world is Al? Uh, is the weasel? Right? Yeah, you got to got to work on your prep there. Yeah, the yeah. weasel will be in, which means we will need to move our podcast schedule around again because I'll be in Brighton. That's fine. Gosh, nothing much else going Are on. You taking the gear? You going to do another? Not taking gear. If there's gear there, I'll I'll use it. But no, I'm going to spend day and a half at Unity. I'm going to workshops on Thursday, conference on Friday, uh, unconference on Saturday, as I believe. And I'll leave Sunday morning. That sounds like fun. Yes, that's my plan is to have fun. Is Test Bash officially our favorite conference now? Test Bash is officially my favorite conference. Yeah. I don't know about you. Officially, hands down. And they are crazy. <laughs> I cannot believe this grassroots thing. And has they? I think they have five conferences. Maybe it's more. That's great. They're doing their first ever uh, Test Bash in San Francisco next year. Nice. I believe there's one coming up in Australia. Yes, there's one in Sydney, I think. Oh. Uh, they're, they just pop up all the time. I'm just excited to be part of it. Uh, Richard Bradshaw, who I met, I think I've only met him in person once. Twice. I've met him in person twice because once at Test Bash Philly when I went two years ago. Then before that, I met him at Eurostar. Was I giving? Oh, I went to Eurostar a few years ago, not to speak at Eurostar, but to speak at the mobile conference they had the following day. You know, Eurostar, I haven't heard that in a long time. It's still around. Yeah. It's still around. <laughs> that, that's a, you picked up on what I was thinking. <laughs> yep. So as I get ready for Test Bash, God, head brain. I have a dentist appointment this morning. I like to be nice to my dentist and not pound myself full of as much coffee before I have my teeth cleaned as I normally do. So I'm a little, I'm not quite on a full tank. You want coffee? No. I can get you some. No, because I have to go straight from here to the dentist. And, oh, you're and, going to and, the dentist and, and, afterwards. I, and I don't want coffee breath for the first. I, I, like, I like being nice to my dentist because I'm sure they smell worse things. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Um, okay, that's a tangent I'm not going to explore. <laughs> uh, so Test Bash is coming up. Uh, a couple other announcements around talks that I have coming up in the where is the where in the world is the weasel thing, probably worth mentioning. So I watched your abuse and misuse webinar. I did give a webinar two weeks ago on the abuse and misuse of test automation. Have you done another one since? I did. I did one on yeah. Tuesday on the future of test automation, which is also recorded. And if I am a good podcaster, I will put the recording to both of those links 
links to the record, whatever. I will put links to both of those recordings in the podcast. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm interested in, in hearing uh, that was the the last one was with the um, the, was the pan oh, the two person panel one, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so what else do I have coming up? Let me talk about a few things. I screwed up this year. I usually am good about saying no, and after several years of doing one conference a year, one talk, uh, I am doing way too many, and I I am saying no to anything else. But I, so one, I have in in end of uh, April, beginning of May, I'm giving just a workshop at Star East on web tools which will be fun. But I forgot that when you sign up for a tutorial at Star, they book they automatically book you twice. So I'm also giving the same workshop at Star West in October. Do they? Gotcha. And I forgot and I feel bad. I want to maybe not do it, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> so that happened. Did you just record the first one and have them I kind of thought play about it back it. the second time. I don't even like. I don't like giving the same talk twice. Uh, so that's happening. I'm going to. I'm not officially announced yet, but I will be speaking at a conference in June on the East Coast. I'll leave it at that for now. But I'm giving two workshops there. Interesting to our listeners, maybe. I'm giving workshops on managing the modern tester. Oh, nice! And a community builder's guidebook. So things that we've been talking about on the show, the show will large will dictate large amounts of the content. Also giving a keynote there on I don't exactly remember. <laughs> but that'll come up later once it's official. <laughs> and then finally, I'm going to be giving uh, yet another iteration of the Adventures in Modern Testing based on feedback fe- and- feedback, learning, more experiences. I'm going to be doing that at PNSQC in October as well. The one of my favorite conferences, one of uh, in Portland. So all kinds of weasel information. But let's reel it back in. Real sound effect. Brent, Brent just Brent just stares at me. He goes, "Shut up, Alan. And talk. Just, <laughs> just shut like- up. Actually, shut up and don't talk. Just <laughs> just shut up." <laughs> no, just keep talking. Okay, and then I went. To- okay. Uh, in preparation to <laughs> give these talks on modern testing and to, and just think about modern testing in general and to maybe bring up uh, content and make moderntesting.org a real website that, does, that just doesn't redirect to the podcast website. One of the things I had been thinking about for a while is what are the modern testing principles? What are the principles of modern testing? And... A couple things came in mind while I was creating these. And these are not Brett, – Brett and I are going to vet these a little bit on air, maybe make some edits as we go so I can get these to I feel a little bit more confident in them. I read them last night again, and I'm, I'm starting to feel pretty good about these, but I know there's some things that aren't quite right. So in preparation for this, I looked at the Agile principles. And do you know what the Agile principles are, Brett? You have memorized? No. How many are there? Uh, isn't that the one with twelve? There are twelve. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, and you picked this up from the Agile Manifesto. I or did. From I did. Lisa and, and I did not want to. These are from the Agile Manifesto. 
Uh, I did not want to repeat these directly. That would be... Uh, Plagiarism? Yes. And I didn't want to, for the same reason, I didn't want to just make them all about agile testing because I see modern testing very much as an extension or an evolution of agile testing in many ways. Yeah, my view, I kind of view it as a subset. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. In my mind... I'm not sure yet because I know Lisa says that she really likes it. She wants, she grabbed onto the idea of the tester as a coach and that's coming up a lot more in conferences. We saw some feedback from a, uh, a conference in Australia mm-hmm. on Twitter over the weekend and, and Katrina Koloki, <laughs> whose book I still owe her review on. It's a very good book on, on testing in DevOps. And she pointed out some themes she had heard in the talks and yeah, <laughs> much had- like much like modern testing, it freaked some people out. I thought, oh, those are pretty good things. They reflect they reflect some of these principles of modern testing. No, I, uh, <clears throat> so I I have her tweet uh, loaded up right now, and and she summarized that at Cast eighteen that a lot of the themes were around testing being a bottleneck. And uh, they were trying to come up with solutions, which and the ones she had listed were um, essentially reduce the amount of testing done, push testing to the users, uh, remove tester as a role, and uh, removing step by step test cases. The last one, I'm like, uh, I-, I hope we did that a long time ago. I thought we did. So. Out of out of context, you could look at those and go, well, that's stupid. But within the context of modern testing, a lot of this you go, yes, of course. So let me blast yeah. through a few of the agile principles for context so you get an idea of what principles are. And by the way, I highly recommend if you want to read a good book about principles in general and how they're developed, uh, Ray Dalio's book called Principles is very, very good. I read it, reread it every few years. So here are a few, I'm not going to read all 12, of the agile principles. Our highest priority is to satisfy the customer through early and continuous delivery of valuable software. People are nodding their heads. Yeah. Welcome changing requirements, even late in development. Agile processes harness change with, for customers' competitive advantage. And I'll ask you one more. Deliver working software frequently from a couple of weeks to a couple of months with a preference to the shorter time scale. And they go on. But you'll read these and go, yeah, yeah, those are things we try and do when we do Agile. Or if your team is faking Agile, you go, oh, yeah, we don't do that. But, yeah. but you get, I want to get some context on what principles were. And then I want to talk about what I've come up with as the modern testing principles. And Brett and I are going to figure out live on air where some word changes may need to be made, where we may need to remove one because it just doesn't – It's maybe it doesn't reflect – uh, true modern testing principle, or it's not part of what we should be the subset, or maybe there's some things that are missing. So, how do you want to do this? Let me go through one by one, or just read them all. Let's. So, I have I have this printed out as well. Let's start off with what? Which one of these do you think is the most important? They're you, all important. They're they are all important. Now, if you look at the agile one. Right, our highest priority is to satisfy the customer through early and continuous delivery of valuable software. I I, do, I don't know where we're going because I yes, that's very important. But all the agile principles are I very think important. Number one should be n- number one. Okay, 
Good. <laughs> yeah. The, the order makes sense. I have. Let's, oh, let, no, no, let, no. Let's, let's put it this way. I have changed the order of these around no, no, no. into an order that I think makes sense for the cause of modern testing. Okay, so let me let me is, be clear. I don't think what you have listed here as number one is actually the right number one. Which one do you think is the right number one? With what you listed here, number three. Okay, I, I could we could make that change. So number three is number one. Want me to start with number three? Are we just going to do the whole podcast talking about bullets? Possibly. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't get your thoughts together, yes. So let me start with number three, then I'll go one, two, four, five, six. No other changes. So but far. number three is interesting because it is the one when I was going to get when we got to it, I was going to bring up is really most like one of the agile principles. So I want to talk. Let's do number three first. Let's have a discussion on why it's important in the modern testing principles in addition to some of the similar things that are in the agile testing principles. Sound good? Yeah. Let me just do one <laughs> blip. and then Every I'll... listener's going, please just tell me what you're talking about. What is number three? Damn you. <laughs> so guys are, in my the mind. the worst podcast ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. If, if you believe that, please go back and listen to episode one. Um <laughs> In my mind, modern testing, that what we're really trying to do is, number one, pull out principles. Not, 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 um, Alan has written out a definition. Principles are a fundamental truth or proposition that serves as a foundation of a system. So it's not the system. It's, it's essentially the skeleton of the system. It's These ha- principles are what hold it together. Yes. Okay. These um, guide it's guide me completely. So I view, when I think of this, I am thinking of three concepts combined together. And that's where the principles should be formed. And that is um, the testing discipline, Agile itself, and the business as it is interpreted from data. Um, so that last one is sort of a business data thing, and I haven't quite gotten a good name on it. Then, like, I do think that the principles of modern testing need to, to like, the fundamental foundation, whatever, the, the, the skeleton of the skeleton is AT, or ATA uh, OSQ. Right, accelerating the achievement of shippable quality. That's that's the job. So I think the modern principles need to flesh that out around what we mean, and and inform the 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 skeleton for the next phases. Right? Okay, tactics and stuff should form off of this. All right, I'm done. Go. Okay, twenty minutes into an episode on modern testing principles, we're going to tell you what one of them is. Maybe. Jesus Christ. We are so awful. So, new number one. Squirrel. The customer is the only one suitable to judge and evaluate the quality of our software. Yes. So, do you think that's the one we lead with? I think that's number one. This is actually a paraphrase, something you and I have both said before. You probably said it first. Uh, This one is obvious. It does overlap the Agile principles as well. I feel like it's still worth bringing up here because I, Agile is a lot about the customer, but I think the role of the modern tester is to uh, 
magnify, to help magnify or shine a light on the customer. Yeah, the so this is these are words that were in my deck that I presented to Unity. Um, and what I wanted to call out in particular with this, so <clears throat> test is not qualified to evaluate the quality of software. Only the customer is. Yes. Right? So the, the point of, as it relates to a modern testing principle, it's test has got to get off its, its high horse on being the, at the, I think of your slide, the champions of quality. The, the slide he's referring to, uh, for those of you that are, wondering why we never talk about anything in particular is I have these slides I've used in the past, haven't used them in a while, talk about test being the champions of quality and showing these superheroes. I say, you know, you're the gatekeepers <laughs> at the end. And then I show these people shoveling horse crap at the end of a parade. Yeah. Is that what it is? I've always imagined them shoveling elephant crap. It could be elephant yeah. crap. <laughs> I don't see a lot of elephants in parades. So, um, sure. That's okay. Point. Okay. Then I will, Again, if I was a good podcast uh, coordinator, I would uh, promise, but I will try my best to print these out for the show notes. So any wording you change there? I don't think so. I'm going to call it good. I'm going to read it one more time. The customer is the only one suitable to judge and evaluate the quality of our software. Yeah, the only one – the so when I when I wrote this originally – uh, what I struggled with is the word suitable because I really wanted to say qualified. But then having qualified and quality in the same sentence triggers the only lesson I remember from sophomore English. Okay. I'm going to keep it as suitable. And then I know I've heard that – I feel like I've heard this somewhere before you. I'll dig it out sometime. Okay. All right. So – the, we can look at my if, – if I stole it from somebody, it's, it's quoted in my deck. Okay. I, consciously. It if you been, consciously stole it. No, and so I don't – if I paraphrase some, I, I, will, I will attribute. If you remember. No, I do it when I do it right in the deck. Dude. I don't have to remember. What I'm saying, it. Oh, is that perhaps sometime you <laughs> maybe read this or saw it in a presentation. Oh, got it, got it, got And it. then it didn't register. And like, oh, yeah, and it kind of triggered a thing. I do this shit all the time. And my brain is not as screwed up as yours. Not quite. I – that could be another episode. I firmly disagree with that. Statement. I am old, but I drink <laughs> a lot. And it helps preserve the brain cells. Mm, the, the, the formaldehyde effect. Let's do another one. Oh, God. The anticipation, ooh. We accelerate the team by identifying and mitigating bottlenecks, particularly if the bottleneck is testing. Captures part of ATASOQ. It does. The thing I don't like about this one is that it, it focuses the acceleration, and I don't think that that's... But, I don't think that plays so out. you were right in my thinking. What you brought up a few minutes ago was apparent in my thinking. I did want to support, accelerate the achievement of quality. Yeah. So that's where this came from and why it is the original number one. What would be a, a better way to, to support that? Because I, I, I think it's important that we are 
we apply theory of constraints uh, to identify bottlenecks, to identify where the slow parts are in the system, and implement processes, tools, discussions as needed to help optimize and make those bottlenecks less of a bottleneck and more efficient. You know, uh, since you invoked the theory of constraints, and and you know I'm a I invoked, I'm a wholehearted believer in it. You know what? I, so I like the the principle you're trying to get across. I just don't think it's getting it across. What's a bottleneck? And maybe we don't need the wordsmith. A bottleneck this. is an inefficiency in the system, particularly one that slows. People or the process down. So they actually, now I think it about it. It messes with our ability to get quality software frequently to our customers. I think I figured out what what I, uh, what I my gut is telling me is missing on this. I'm going to test this out live and see. Right, The theory of constraints essentially is, uh, is all about, number one, it's, it's, you, it's you can only go as fast as the bottlenecks in your system. In, in essence. Yes. But it also calls out uh, an approach and techniques around identifying which bottleneck. So here, that's the thing I think is missing. It's around investigating, identifying, and, identi- um, and then working through the bottlenecks in business order. Yes. I get that. Because the line I use is you want to mitigate your – find your most severe bottleneck and mitigate that not till it's solved completely but till it's not the biggest bottleneck anymore. Yes. So we're missing a word in there. Yes, we, we're missing a, a, a – I think it is just a word. By, uh, by identifying, prioritizing, and mitigating bottlenecks? I like how you just phrased it where it's essentially – what we're doing is we're – Constantly reevaluating and removing the next current bottleneck or the next biggest bottleneck. We could we, we could say, uh, and welcome to the brainstorming session of A-B testing, we could say we apply the theory of constraints to identify, prioritize, and mitigate bottlenecks in the system. From the software system. I love that. You should type. Because I write slow. <laughs> Make sure the word accelerate is in there and the word system is in there. Uh, what did I say? Do you remember? We apply the theory of constraints to, and then a whole bunch of other words. We apply the theory of constraints to identify, prioritize, and mitigate bottlenecks from the system. Yes. Okay, so that one sounds very dev y. The first one also sounds mm. Devi. Okay, fine. So we have. I think uh, somewhere in the principle, it, it, we got to cover what is tests secret sauce that well, they add to the equation. Let's actually get through all of these. Okay. And then we can figure out what's missing or if we need to add some spices to the others. So what we have now. Or number two is we apply the theory of constraints to identify, prioritize, and mitigate bottlenecks from the system. I like it. And what I had before was particularly if the bottleneck is testing, which we can add as salt later or something else. So let's let's 
let's uh, leave it as it is for now without that tag and see if we have to go back and add something to it. How about just a separate principle? Testing should never be this a bottleneck. It's funny. I've said that before many times, actually, several times, I should say, over the last few weeks. Is What was the quote? Um, I even put it in our Slack, our Slack channel. I said, QA is never the bottleneck. But really, testing is never the bottleneck. Testing's the bottleneck all the time. Testing's never really the bottleneck. Explain. If testing is the bottleneck, it means you've likely messed things up elsewhere. Oh, it's not the cause of the bottleneck. Right. right. Yeah, it's not the root cause of the bottleneck. Let, let's come back to that. Let's leave this one as is. And like I said, if we get to the end, if we can go back and add something around testing, frantically take some notes, I'll type them up later. So the next one is, our primary focus is helping the team create higher quality software. Is that going to be redundant with the others now? The thing I don't like about it is it's soft. It is soft. And it isn't disambiguated from traditional testing. I wanted to capture the coaching role we use so much in modern testing. Yeah, um, so I picked that up. And what you're really trying to say, we're testing, we're and it kind of piggybacks off of the bottleneck, right? If the bottleneck is that devs don't know how to test their own shit, then it is better for the modern tester to sit down, figure out what makes it so hard for them to test their own shit. A modern, this is how I kind of view the thinking of a modern tester on this front, okay? It is important to drive code correctness upstream. It is, it creates a bottleneck when we let the code get all the way down to um, uh, a mid to low level tester to then write the unit test. We're slowing down the system. Modern tester's role is to figure out why code correctness isn't moved upstream and to make changes to make that happen. So, uh, for example, uh, one complaint I get from devs all the time is they don't know how to test. Fine, we sit down and teach them. Another one is, look, it's my job to write dev code. I need, I need the ability to write these unit tests or whatever super cheap. Right, um, when they starting off, they're going to view them as a high cost. So, so I, I think I think a tester you, can help in terms of teaching, can help in terms of reducing the friction. I get it, and actually, something I've been saying recently since I first wrote these, which has actually been a few months, uh, something I've been telling people on my team, which I think is going to tie into this, is that you are not responsible for quality. Quality is owned by the team. However, you are responsible for the quality culture of the team. And that ties in a lot to what you're saying because I'm going to babble some words out here, then we'll figure out what the, what the right principle is, okay. is that I do count on the modern testers on my team or the soon-to-be modern testers as, the, as they grow and mature to figure out what, like what's the testing we should be doing and where should it happen in the cycle, which is a 
a little bit of a paraphrase of what you just said. Yeah. If there's better unit tests need to be done, they're going to dive in and, and, and help make that happen, whether it's coaching or just identifying where missing tests are, uh, identifying what are the integration, what are the, what are the tests that we may be missing around? Maybe there's some stress or load tests or some performance testing, looking at the, what I call the all aspects of quality. Maybe Finding this is one things. thing, though, and, and I don't disagree with what you're saying, but maybe this is one thing that we need to explicitly call out. Software quality and code correctness are different things. That's, while true, it's not really a principle. Uh, no, no. I don't know where to okay. integrate it in. But the um, I'm okay with, with software um, quality that uh, – Test being accountable for software quality. I am not okay with test being accountable for code correctness. And what I think somewhere in here is we should say um, something to the effect of part of our job is to push code correctness upstream. Right? Two years from now, I don't I, – I would very much not like to see your team at Unity, you know, writing test cases to make sure the dev didn't introduce a bug. Right? Dev should be focused on that. So this perhaps needs a tag, but even a better phrase pulled out what I just said that I liked for changing from our primary focus is helping the team create higher quality software. Let's get rid of that. But this may need a tag, like I said, but what if I just said what I said before? We are responsible for the quality culture of our team. I like that. And just leave it at that. Could we have a tag? We are responsible for the quality culture of our team, hyphen, comma, semicolon, including coaching, blah, and blah. The thing I still think is missing from this, and I think this is an important principle, because when you just say software quality, quality, as you know, just like the word test, is ambiguous. No, but that's in the old one. You, lo- you lost me. I said we are responsible for the quality culture of our team. I did not say software quality. Software quality was in the old one, the old ambiguous one. Okay. We are responsible for the quality culture of our team. I guess the only – so I'll just be more explicit. Um, something in here needs to state – in a way that's helpful that we we hold some accountability for teaching uh, others how to fix their code correctness issues. But we are not the safety net. Something in here needs to guide people to realize that a modern tester is no longer the safety net for code correctness issues. Yes. And I, and I think we add that as a separate – I have an idea here. Okay. How about this for this principle? We are responsible for the quality culture of our team and are accountable for helping and coaching the team in this regard. Next principle added, and perhaps in this order, maybe it, maybe it goes first uh, uh, in between those two is just straight out, we are not the safety net for software quality. That can be, given the definition of principle, it's viable to leave that there or to have that as a principle. I love that if you replace the word quality with correctness. 
That is done. All right. I'm feeling good. We are halfway done with the principles, and we'll read them out. I'll read them out in order as uh, when we're done. On this list, what did we do? One through four? One through three? Dude, one, we did two, three, three, then one and two. Now we're doing four. All right. Number four. We use data to deeply understand customer usage and customer pain. Yes. Good with that one? I I am. Okay, I like it. Number five, booyah. Continuous learning and adaptation, both as an individual and a team, is critical for success. And maybe this falls into that vague category a bit. So let me talk about what I was trying to capture. As a modern tester, I'm deeply care about the retrospective. I am probably, it's, this could be some of my personal bias. I think that learning, the learning organization is so important for software quality. And I was trying to capture the modern tester role in that process. And also the fact that as specializing generalists, we need to constantly be learning new things to be successful. So that's what I was trying to capture. I don't think I quite got it right. So this is what I need some help with. The, what do the, you think? The, the sh- so I, I figured out what you're trying to do there, and I completely agree. Continuous learning is important. However, in my sense, like what I would love to see the principles tie out, or when when you look at the whole set, it helps to clarify what is the ROI of a modern tester into the business. Why do you hire these people? Right, Because that's been a long-standing problem in, in the test community. Test doesn't even know what the hell test does. Now, continuous learning, it's not really a... It's not a ends. It's a means. Right? It is. But adaptation, in my mind, is an ends. And we've talked about this uh, multiple times. Um, so if we're focused on accelerating, we can't accelerate w- and and have a you know a year in between the the cadence points where we get any sort of feedback from the customer, whether it be verbal or, as we stated in the prior principle, uh, via data. I do think that is critical, and that is. So here's what I'm thinking in my head. Something along the lines that says we will move forward with a goal and a plan. That What I'm going to write or what I'm going to say is, is going to be too verby. But the idea is we move forward with a goal and a plan, but we're constantly paranoid that it's wrong. We test it and adapt. There's something there. And it reminds me of a couple things I want to bring up. One is... I use this phrase a lot in my current job is make sure people have the, I say some people do or do not have what I call the appropriate level of paranoia. So that reminded me of that, but test traditionally has been a cost center. People look at it as a cost. There was a book that came out. It, I, I don't want to trash on it because maybe some of the listeners contributed to it. But it was called how just the title I want to talk about, how to reduce the cost of software testing. What I see as a modern tester is it's not a cost. A modern tester is a force multiplier. A modern tester uh, 
you can often tie dollar signs to their contributions, which we, we only could apply negative dollar signs to testers. So I don't know if I want to capture some of that, but that thought came out in Just my head. Just occurred to me what I'm trying to communicate. I thought it might. That's why I babble. So say it again. It's Kaizen. K-A-I-Z-E-N. I know Kaizen is. I, yeah. And and I'm trying to find the 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 interpretation. Uh, I believe someone once shared with me. I, Wikipedia is not validating this, but I believe once so, someone once shared with me that Kaizen was literally translated as along the lines of being chased by a tiger. That the the that you're you're trying to improve, but there is a sense of urgency around it. So, uh, Wikipedia just says it's the word for improvement, but um, the way it was once described to me was more around. There's a sense of urgency around it. the The other aspect that you were just talking about, as it re- relates to adaptation, and as it relates to a cost center. And it occurs to me, and this could combine with what you've listed for, for number six, modern testing strives to be an ROI center, not a cost center. So how do we continuously adapt to remove the wasteful practices from our system? It is a wasteful practice to test the last month before we ship. Yes. It is a wasteful practice to have a bug database. These are all wasteful practices that, that uh, encourage manual human uh, philosophical interaction, uh, whereas in the modern world, you don't need this. You don't have to be theoretical. You can ship. You can get your data from your backend database and you can hypothesis or do hypothesis testing and prove or disprove which approach is better that is way too verby for a principle it is <laughs> uh how about something like uh we apply we something about we apply continuous improvement we use continuous improvement what's the right verb there we use continuous improvement. I did a couple of blog posts last year after, based on my time in Teams, not, not as anger-inducing as my last one about Teams, but talked about two problems that team had. Uh, the fallacy of now, customers have to have my feature now, and failure to launch, meaning, oh, I got to get it perfect before they get it. Those two, common, in, in, those two principles in a, in a team culture is just death. <laughs> yes. So what I'm getting at. have to have at, it now and it has to be perfect. <laughs> so what they, and, and you have two different, either we want to stop both of those, right? We want to, uh, one, they don't, maybe they don't need to have it right now and we need to be able to identify when that's not the, when that's the case. Okay. Also, we also need to identify with something, we have to get feedback on this. It's useless uh, because of a previous principle for us to just, iterate on this forever without getting customer feedback. So there's something about finding that balance. Maybe. This, you're triggering a thought of a, a speech I give my team, and that is um, 
the single most precious resources I am worried about is calendar time, then engineering time. I cannot scale calendaring time, and I can only scale engineering time to a degree. And nothing, this is what I want this principle to sort of call out, because nothing pisses me off more where I have one of my superstars heads down on a project for three months, we ship it, and we realize no one cares. Particularly when I have a backlog of a uh, hundred things that I could have done instead. Can I throw another one at you? Yeah. It doesn't use adaptation, but let's try this. Continuously, as this, is a lot, this is a lot like the second one, accelerating the theory of constraints, <laughs> but a little different. Continuously solve problems for the team, enabling them to optimize calendar time. Closer or farther away? Little of both? <laughs> I think it's net farther away. I like calendar time in there. Yeah, I think what we have here is better. Better. Yeah, the the thing I, I'm trying to I'm trying to do an emotional plea here, really, honestly. Does this principle need to be? Here? I am the quality guy. My customers in pain. Their pain is continuously moving. How do we adapt to solve the customer's pain? That brings in the desperation and the pain part, but there's an important aspect here. And that is, tests shouldn't just be focusing on preventing customer pain. Instead of just figuring out how do we make their pain go away, how do we, figure, how do we apply our talents to make the customer happy? What if I said this? And just give me the, the, the farther, away, farther away or closer. Ensure that the team adapts and optimizes in order to solve customer pain. In order to solve customer pain, something there should be a time constraint in there. In order to... I like that better, so that's closer. <laughs> I don't like the ensures the team part, because then it, yes. it sounds like a guy in an ivory tower. You guys will adapt. <laughs> what if I say embrace continuous improvement and help the team adapt and optimize in order to solve customer pain. Yeah, I think let's go on to six or the next one. And then I think we'll, we'll do another round offline because I want to now see what all of these, what the whole set looks okay, like. Okay, yeah. I'm going to leave it as the original one I wrote with my notes here. Okay. And number six is we strive to reduce or eliminate the need for a dedicated testing role on our teams by increasing testing abilities and know-how across the team. Yes. I think I, I'm okay with that one as is. Yeah, it's too long. Because really what you're saying... It's not that long. I think it's shorter than any of the Agile principles. <laughs> what am I saying? How would you you're shorten saying, that? Uh, you're saying, in essence, what we've said on the podcast. It, we're here to eliminate bottlenecks. A testing specialist is a bottleneck. A specialist is a bottleneck in general. Yes. Testing is an activity that can be taught and be incorporated into a specializing generalist system. That's essentially yes. what you're trying to say. Absolutely. Um, I like the shock value around testing specialists 
are a bottleneck. That's as, Th- that's what this is saying. That is what yes, you're saying. <laughs> but I can't just that that does have shock value. Doesn't explain the principle behind it. It's a it's a statement. It's not no, a principle. yeah. It's it's it, that by itself is only useful when it's combined with the prior. We hate bottlenecks. All right, we'll go with that. Let me read them off in order. Okay. And then we'll have a little bit of a recap on that. And then uh, I think we'll be pretty close. We may be tweaking that one for a while. So there's one other thing that's, I think, not called out. What's that? So the thing that I am finding more and more validated by external content is that test is shifting to be much more focused on business KPIs than code KPIs. That's not a principle, but I think we're missing something along those lines. Now, I think that's captured here. Okay. I think the customer is the business. And that may be coming because you're doing a lot of stuff with business KPIs. So that may be Brent influence over modern testing influence. That's fine. Let me read these in order, in the new order. Number one, the customer is the only one suitable to judge and evaluate the quality of our software. Yes. Number two, we apply the theory of constraints to identify, prioritize, and mitigate bottlenecks from the system. Number three, we are responsible for the quality culture of our team and are accountable for helping and coaching the team in this regard. Number four, we are not the safety net or the modern tester is not the safety net for software correctness. We use data, number five now, we use data to deeply understand customer usage and customer pain. Number six, currently to be changed. Continuous learning and, ad- and adaptation, both as an individual and a team, is critical for success. And then number seven, for episode 77, we strive to reduce or eliminate the need for a dedi- for a dedicated testing specialist on our team by increasing testing abilities and know-how across the team. I think that's good. I think Those I, aren't bad. Yeah, it's what's triggered when you said that last one or number 6 again, what triggered this time around. <laughs> when I go and help when I am doing doing the Agile coach thing and I'm walking people through how to think about Agile, okay, I, uh, I bring up it's about adaption, not iteration. Yes. Right? But that's an Agile thing. It is an Agile thing. But what's the difference between adaption and iteration? Constant learning. That's the implementation. It's about changing the goal. Iteration, you don't need to change the goal. You just iterate. Correct. Adaption is you're, you're changing the direction of the system. Yes, of course. So the continuous learning and, uh, and all of that, right, if you combine these things, what is our role in the system is to adapt the system towards a more positive customer goal. Continuously. And then when you say that, I realize that that principle is very much probably aligns with one or more of the agile principles exactly. So it's not unique to modern testing. Uh, it isn't. 
but that's true for several things we've listed here. Not entirely. Not entirely. Constraints. That one. Specialists. No, no, I, I disagree wholeheartedly. The rest of these are all about modern testing. All right. Uh, the fact that they do it within an agile mindset is one thing, but they're all about modern testing. These are things that most testers on agile teams, I won't say all, but I won't even say many. I'll say most, the other six now are things that most testers on agile teams are not doing. It's the difference between agile testing and modern testing. And it is a, it's a gradual change. It isn't like you're in one school or the other. But if you're on an agile team and you're doing it right and you're not doing fragile, continuous learning and adaptation are part of what you do. But the other things we mentioned are things that are slightly different to most testers working on agile teams. So they do specify some difference between the agile tester and the modern tester. And so I'm thinking, my thinking is, is when I print these out, I'm going to remove that one. And with the one we added about the safety net, we'll be back to six. And then see how it hurts. And see how it hurts. I'll, that's what I'm going to work with. I feel good about these. I'm going to print these. I'm going to vet them again with the test bash crowd. And then, because I feel much better about these, and then we'll, I, at that point, all that's left is maybe a little bit of tweaking, which we can do, uh, again, based on feedback. We the, the principles are great because, like everything else in Agile, they are fallible and they will be adjusted as needed as we learn more information about our customers. That's the one thing that once we publish these things, if this if this ends up being a thing, one thing I want us to do that the Agile Manifesto did not do is continuously iterate it as think flaws are discovered. Absolutely. I, I cannot work any other way. Yeah. I am incapable of doing anything perfectly. I recognize that and embrace that. So I figure I will just throw stuff out as it's close as we did today. It gets better, which it did today, and it will continue to improve as we get feedback from smarter people than you and especially me. Uh, it, it just occurred to me we could use the principles of modern testing to test the principles of modern testing. This is like Inception. No, we could we could shoot this out to to the three, and then we can evaluate as they are. Who's the customer of these principles? We have a customer for yeah. these principles. The three is a is a uh, a good set of them. Right? So what anyway. I would suggest as we wrap up here is I'm going to write these out in the blog post. They'll be at Test Bash. I encourage lots and lots of feedback via email, the Slack channel, Twitter, or whatever. And we'll take that and iterate and learn. Okay. All right. Once again, I'm still Alan. And I am Brent. All right. We'll see you next time on AB Testing.